Welcome to Attention to Detail, the classical music listening guide, where we give you the tools to understand, appreciate, and enjoy listening to classical music. Hi, welcome back to Attention to Detail. This is Hannah, joined with Jacob. Hey, Jacob, haven't seen you in a while. How are you? Pretty good. Yeah, it's been a while. I've been uh, out of town for a few weeks, so sorry to our listeners about that, but we're back. Quick episode. Before we leave again sure. for the holidays, yeah. what are you doing? Happy holidays. I am going to be spending it with my uh, mom and my dad and my sister and her new baby and all the nice. fam. It should be really nice. Yeah, Where are you going? To it. Um, rural Indiana, about an hour west of here. Yeah. Nice. An hour nice. west of Indianapolis. Should be very quaint, quiet, looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing Little Women with my mom. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, that'll be cool. Big fan. Big fan. Meryl like, Streep. The movie. The movie. Is it new? This is the fourth remake, to my knowledge, of of a film of Louisa May Alcott's Little Women. And it's with Meryl Streep? Meryl Streep plays Aunt March. Wow, I know so much. I've been to Louisa May Alcott's house in Concord, Massachusetts. Really? Very interesting stuff. I used to live very close to Concord, and I've never been, so that's... Beautiful. It's a beautiful town. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm not very up-to-date with movies, so... Just music. Just classical music. Yeah, that's also not a particularly up-to-date... Do you uh, live in a cave? Yeah, maybe. A little bit. bit. I'm going home, too. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, yeah, lots of music around the holidays. Uh, And that brings us to our our topic of today. Yeah, holiday music. Yeah. Do you listen on the 1st of November the way that I do? I do. No. November 1st, i got to listen to... Some Karen Carpenter, Karen Carpenter uh, Christmas waltz. I don't even know what that is. No, but no, that's beautiful. I try to stay away as long as I possibly can, and I don't think I've ever in my life actively elected to listen to Christmas music or any sort of holiday music for that matter. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so you know, you- to each their own. It's, it's Did something a lot. happen? No, to it's you? just a like, lot, you know. Like, like, are you? Do you have a storyline, a la Scrooge? No, no. Come on, it's just like there's so much holiday music that it's, it's too much for you. Oh yeah, like what? it's on in every grocery store. It's on. But it's so fun. It's... Good. Well, this bodes well for our topic okay. for today because our topic for today and has to do with the um, kind of ubiquitous nature of holiday music. Mm. We listen to it probably... We probably encounter it almost every day during this portion of the year. And so I was thinking um, we would talk a little bit today about about holiday music in general and how over this break, when we're listening to a lot of this, if our listeners are so inclined to take a little bit of an attention-to-detail approach towards listening to holiday music and practice some of the skills that we've gained on this podcast. Mm. I actually I want to tell you and our listeners why I think holiday music is an excellent way to practice listening. Um, And so I want to talk through uh, a little bit about how about what holiday music actually is um, what type of music it actually is and then let's, we'll break down a very famous 
little snippet of holiday music and talk about how we can listen to some stuff and, and hone our skills a little bit. Cool. All right, sweet. So there's a, definitely a lot of Christmas holiday music to be sifting through. As soon as the holiday season starts, it sort of just hits you in the face. And a lot of it, for me, is very familiar because I really do enjoy Christmas music. Yeah. Um, so if it's been around a year or two, I've probably heard it. Yeah. For um, attention to detail listeners... Um, including myself and those who know the techniques, where do you begin to apply those techniques to something that you know very well, yeah. that you might have even emotional ties to? Yeah. Where do you begin? I think that's a good question. So the reason why I actually think holiday music is such a good thing to practice some of the skills that we've been talking about in is that, and I'm talking more about the skills that we've discussed recently um, not so much our our first few fundamental techniques, mm. but more the ability to listen to things that we've talked about, like melody, harmony, and rhythm. You remember, if for for new listeners, we did a couple episodes, a few episodes, um, which are a few back in our series, and they deal with melody, harmony, and rhythm. And I encourage you to listen to those if you haven't already. But those are some of the basic parameters of all music mm. that we talked about. And the thing about about this holiday music, you mentioned that a lot of this we know really well. And I actually think that's the best way to practice listening to these parameters of music because if we think about our first few fundamental techniques, hearing ideas, listening attentively, grouping and mapping, and we talked a lot about about those throughout our podcast, those are really geared towards helping us find meaning and interpret what we're listening to when we go to a classical concert. Mm. And for the most part, we need that because the meaning isn't kind of given to us already. It's, it's our own creative artistic ear and mind that we have to come up with some meaning or interpret some meaning. That somewhat differs from a lot of the holiday music that we know because there's often a text. A lot of times the text is it has some sort of very direct religious connotation. Sometimes it doesn't, but regardless, there's a text that kind of tells us what we're supposed to get out of the song. Mm. In the case of like Joy to the World, for example, it's all about joy. And it's about how this is supposed to be a, a joyful season. And so we kind of have the meaning given to us. And especially when we know these songs and we've heard them over and over and over, like you said, they probably have a lot of nostalgic value already. Mm. We associate these songs with with uh, singing them in, in group settings or hearing them at home or whatever it may be. But a lot of that kind of raw interpretation that is required when you go to a concert hall and see a new piece or even see a piece you've heard a couple times or something, mm-hmm. that's kind of taken out of it for, for a lot of holiday music. That's not to say there's any less emotion or um, meaning in these things. It's just it's been given to us. We've already assimilated it. We've already done a lot of the listening process. As a result... We really know these pieces well. We know the song. We know, you know, you can sing them all from memory. And 
as a result, I think it's an excellent time to practice actually listening more closely now and taking some of these songs that you know so well and, and figuring out, okay, what actually is the melody? What actually is the harmony? What, what, what rhythms are being used? And how do those contribute to the meaning that we're talking about? So in the mm. case of Joy to the World, okay. it's a very upbeat, peppy song, right, with a lot of fast rhythm, sure. we might say. So we can listen to that song and we can listen closely and listen to the rhythm and see, oh, maybe that's part of the reason why it sounds so joyous. It's really upbeat rhythm. It's contrast that with Oh Holy Night, something that's a very peaceful song. The rhythm is much more peaceful. It's not nearly as peppy. And so I want us to, if you want to bring a little more attention to your listening over the holiday season, take some of these songs that you know so well and try to break them down. Nice. Melody, harmony. I think this is like a great exercise for people that just want to like take 10 minutes and just do do a quick little workout on the ears. Yeah. Um, For a minute I was like, you're taking all the fun out of it. Yeah. Uh, All the fun out of the holiday season. But I think actually it's a great exercise that that, um, can uh, strengthen you and help you apply it elsewhere when you're listening to um, Christmas music or uh, uh, non-Christmas music elsewhere. Yeah. But then also... Just as a listener, I think it helps you enjoy what you're listening to even more. It just makes you be more attentive. Right. I think my hope is that this is not like a fun-sucking process. (laughs) I mean, listen, it's great. This is why we like pop music in general is that it's familiar. We like singing along. We don't like having to analyze it. It's just there. Yeah. But... I'd like to think we strive for a little better than that. Let's pay a little bit of attention. It doesn't take that much effort. Yeah. And why wouldn't you want to know why you enjoy something? Exactly. I don't think it will ruin any sort of listening experience for you. Mm. If anything, it will just enhance your understanding of why you like these songs so Yeah, much. I think the intricacies of music are meant to be explored in yes. order for you to enjoy it more. That's an excellent thesis for our entire podcast. You're very welcome. Yeah, nice work. Mm. So in that vein, let's take, I want to take a really famous holiday song that we'll all hear probably over the course of the next few weeks, and let's look at it in some detail and just examine uh, why it, actually sounds the way it sounds, why it's such a great song, why we associate it with what we associate it with. So I I figured we'll do possibly my favorite Christmas carol that exists out there, Silent Night. I love Silent Night. It's a great piece. Um, But let's break down Silent Night in terms of very, very simple song. Let's break it down in terms of melody, Harmony and rhythm, and mm-hmm. just think about how those contribute to the end product. So let's start actually with, before we even add any notes, let's just think about the rhythm. The rhythm of Silent Night, if we think about the actual text of Silent Night, Silent Night, Holy Night, All is Calm, All is Bright. All of the lines have three syllables. Mm. So the rhythm we'd expect will be in in threes. And if you remember, this is going kind of way back, but 
we talked about in our rhythm episode how the main divisions, subdivisions of rhythm and music are twos and threes. So when you're choosing a rhythm, you're kind of choosing twos or threes, right? Yep. So if we do joy to the world, Mm -hmm. that's a four. As a result, it's a two. Yep. The Lord is come, four and twos. This one is silent night, holy night. And so everything in this song is going to be grouped in threes. Mm -hmm. And the very simple rhythm we have is boom, 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 over and over the entire song, boom, 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 boom. Bum, bum. So, and it's one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Do you hear that? How yep. it's grouped yep. all in threes? So, we want to ask ourselves, why is that? Why is that the rhythm of this mm. song? We could also do. They they could have done silent night, mm, holy night, mm, all is calm, mm, all is bright. You're that's four. It. You're that's four. Yep. Right. That's yep. silent night and holy night four. That would have the thing about threes, and I don't know if I mentioned this in the. I think I did in the previous episode. If you think about any lullaby, any sleep song, they're all in threes. Yep. They have this kind of rocking, lilting quality. Every lullaby you sing to a baby is going to be in a three because you're kind of. You're rocking them back and forth. And if you feel that rhythm, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Boom. It, it rocks. We talked about waltz. waltz. Yes. I don't think we talked about l- lullabies, but we did talk about waltzes. And yeah. I think... And waltzes are kind of slightly more upbeat form sure. of three, but they still One, have... Two, three. Yeah. Yeah. They still have lilt. And that's what, when you're trying to construct some sort of lullaby, mm. it's always going to have that gentle rocking, like you're gently rocking a baby. Yeah. And so the reason why, one of the reasons why this this particular Christmas carol feels so placid, mm. so peaceful, so sleep-inducing almost, is that it has this gentle rocking rhythm. And it's very simple. The entire song, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Boom. Even when it's boom, 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 it's still that general rhythm of boom, yeah. boom, boom. It's sort of chicken and the egg for me. It's like, which do the the lyrics make it placid, or does the beat make make it placid, or the the writer was probably putting it together at the same time. But see, here's what I think is that all of as we mentioned, the text is all threes, mm. but. As I as I just mentioned, you could very easily set this to a four-four sure. four time. Silent night and holy night and all is calm. Mm, all is bright. Mm. Yeah. So it's really the music. I think mm. the text might tell you a little bit about what the song is about, but I really think that the music is the thing that's more powerful here and creating this. And that's why I think it's so important that we isolate these things and listen. Mm. Is that really, I don't think we'd notice that if we didn't break this down, right? No, you wouldn't, yeah. But it goes a very long way into the rhythm here is really setting up this placid, Mm. peaceful texture. 
So now let's think about the melody, right? So I'm going to play the melody on the piano, and let's just let's just break it down. No harmony, but we're just listening to the notes that we all sing when we sing this piece. So it goes... Right? Then... Just so far, so very simple. Mm. The only real idea that we have melodically is... It's all falling. Then we have a little tiny departure from this... That kind of flourishes around one note, and then same falling note, Mm. right? It's just going back down. We do the same thing again. Now, we talked about leaps in our melody episode. Anytime we leap, it's very important. So the Mm. biggest leap in this by far is here, where we go. This is the only real time in the entire song that we get any sort of new De- idea. Yeah. It leaps. It's, depart- it's departing from, like, the the baby. Right, exactly. Yeah. Rocking the baby. And then we come back down. Mm. So we go down a full octave of notes to end the song, so it kind of descends. But I want us to focus again on how simple this melody actually is, it's basically one idea for most of it, which is just falling. Then we hold on to the snow for a while. And then... We hear this note again. falling. Then we get this big leap and some new stuff. The only time it rises in the whole thing. And then we come back down. So melodically, it's actually, it's very simple. Mm. We have this falling figure, which again, I think you think about night descending or any sort of descending idea. It's this this song has a very kind of like let's fall to sleep. Yeah. Night is descending on us. If it was supposed to be more uplifting, more energizing, it would maybe be something like. weird, right? Yeah. Everything is ascending. It doesn't feel right for the song. No. But instead, we just hear this nice it descends like like night descends. Yeah. And so the melody, I think like the rhythm, it's so simple we might not think about how it's actually constructed. Mm. But 
it's really important to our kind of subconscious understanding of the meaning of this piece. Mm. It's falling, night is descending. And as a result, remember we mentioned how leaps are so important. The single most important word, I think, in this text, the moment that we all recognize is sleep. Because it's such a big leap up mm. to this word sleep that always gets emphasized. And so it's kind of a lullaby, right? Yep. Further reinforcement that this is kind of the idea of this song. So the last thing I want to focus on, which is the hardest to hear, and I think the best thing to practice for our listeners, is harmony. Mm. So just as a reviewer, remember that melody are these notes that we sing here. What we sing... Uh, when we go, if you go to church, if you go to some other sort of religious service, or if you're singing in your car, anytime that you're singing along, you're really singing the melody. Mm. And in a place like a church, if you're all singing Silent Night, everyone is singing the melody. The organ or the orchestra or whoever is accompanying the singers, they're the ones who generally provide the harmony, which is any other notes that are going on underneath the melody that kind of, as we mentioned, the melody is kind of like a noun. The harmony is like an adjective. Mm-hmm. It modifies how we hear the the melody. So I want to... And the reason why harmony is... It's, it's the hardest for us to hear, I think, but it's also the easiest to practice in Christmas carols because it's very, very simple mm-hmm. in Christmas carols. So I want to play for you kind of the bass harmony of Silent Night, and then let's listen to you know, what what that might be contributing. So, when we start, we hear this. Right, so we just hear this sound. Then we repeat that. So, so far we've had no changes of harmony at all. For this, we hear just a slight different harmony. Then we go back to what we started with. Here we get something new. It's still a pretty simple one, but something new. to what we started with. We do the same thing again. This is the new harmony. Back to the beginning harmony. A new one, but we've actually heard this before. beginning still the beginning the one that we've heard many times before back to the beginning it's 
Good, right? Are you practicing? Tiny bit, <laughs> tiny bit, you know. <laughs> so, so, as we heard, there's, there's three total harmonies mm-hmm. that we hear in this piece. The only three harmonies that we hear are the one at the beginning. Mm-hmm. We hear... And then we hear this one. And those are actually the three simplest harmonies we have in all music. Yeah. So, so, but even there, we can hear again some ideas of how this harmony is being used to, to enhance or you know, change what we might normally hear in this song. So we we start, starting with such a simple harmony lets us know this is going to be a simple piece. Mm-hmm. We're not going to, we're not going to, and, and what we want from something like Silent Night is we don't want unexpected things yeah. to jar us. Yeah. You know, what's so nice about this is it's so placid. So we just, we get to hear this opening harmony twice. Hear it again. Then when we have this little leap, we get to hear, we kind of go away. And then we come back to safety. Then, because we have these two harmonies kind of going away and coming back, Anything else is going to sound more expressive. And so the one moment we get where it really sounds more expressive but then we come back again. And we do the same thing again. So there's this feeling that very quickly we're always coming back to our safety. Yeah, you've created a home base yes. and you're exploring out a little bit, but you're coming back and exactly. reestablishing that home base. And we're really coming back very quickly and so it's almost this sense of mm, it's relaxing like or yeah. like reassuring like okay, we're back to We're back. Yeah. And that's that's the important thing about about harmony in general mm-hmm. and that's what it can do. I want to quickly just so we have a better understanding of the choices that the composer meant. Now, this is a hard thing to do in the privacy of your own home, but let me play for you some options of other harmonies that could have been chosen okay. and how that might affect mm. this song, how it would how it would sound different if, if we went with different harmonies. So okay. let's say instead of establishing our home base so clearly, we went like this. So we start... What if we already went away? Feels like we went away too early, right? Mm. Then, okay, we're going along. We want to go back. What if instead we went like this? That feels a little, it's too, it's, it's, it's nice, but it's too ag- aggressive, right? Yeah. It's like, it, 
it's rocks almost, the ship. Yeah, it's almost as if like you're at a children's Christmas concert and everyone gets to like sing a verse, and so you're trying to like change it up. But then like, <laughs> there's one too many kid, and it's like, all right, let's go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's good. Well, one thing too, and one interesting thing for people to listen to is that. No one's actually written down these songs exactly. Yeah. And so they often do have different harmonies. Mm -hmm. And so it's good to listen to when people use different harmonies, how does that change your hearing of the song? So then we we keep going. Remember, we have this. What if instead we went something like... Hear that again. And then. It's a little weird. It's fun. I think it would be fun at like the end of the piece, but like when you're establishing it, I don't think that that makes sense for a listener. Then what if we had something crazy like. I'm, I'm messing around, yeah. but but suddenly if it was super bright and yeah and out of nowhere we got a nice bright totally out of nowhere mm. harmony that would also jar what we've come to expect yeah and so I think the the point of this is to listen to these parameters of music it's I think hopefully easy enough here in the context of holiday music that we know really well mm. to isolate just sing it to yourself a song and figure out what actually is happening in the melody figure out the rhythm of the of the melody or of the song in general like how is it what's the pulse how is it moving along is it upbeat um and how does that affect sure and then the harmony is a little more challenging but i think a lot of the harmonies of these pieces are simple enough that we can kind of notice them sometimes. Yeah. Can yeah. I ask why yeah. Silent Night for you? Is it because of the development of Silent Night? or Why do I like it? Yeah, why is it your favorite? Is it because of everything that we just talked about? Or is it for some other reason? Like, that's the thing. I don't think I ever sat down and... That's, it's that's, just your personal Right, purpose. and that's why I want people to actually do this exercise. Yeah. Because I, before this episode... Uh, I don't think I ever sat down and really, like, oh, why, why do I like Silent Night? Yeah. I mean, um, but it ends up, it, it's such a simple, uh, if I break it down this way, then I think I can see part of the reason why I like it. It's so simple. It's genius, actually. Yeah, it's, it's kind yeah. of genius because it just, it takes care of um, so many of the things that, you're expecting from this song specifically, Silent yeah. Night. And so, I don't know, it's, it's perf- personal me, preference. yeah, Silent Night's never really been one that's, like, done it for me, but now because of this, I have a greater appreciation for it. There so, you go. Yeah. So that's my encouragement. Is But also, it's fine if you do this exercise and you realize, you know what, this isn't that great of a, <laughs> a carol or a holiday song. Yeah. So that's what I'd encourage listeners to do over the break. Um, melody, rhythm, harmony... Give it a little practice. And we were also thinking because um, we won't see each other. No. Um, and we also won't uh, 
be with our listeners again until the new year. Uh, had some New Year's resolutions sure. suggestions for everybody. Yeah. As we're moving both from the holiday music, but also as we transition into the new year. and. Yep. New decade, in fact. New decade. I'm very excited for 2020 and all yeah. that the new decade has to. The 2020s. That's Back in the 20s. In, we're in we the 20s. Have a party. Yeah, we should have like a prohibition party yeah. or something. Ooh. It's okay. an interesting. Yeah. Well, we have 10 years to do it, so. All 10 years, we just partied the whole time. Interesting. We'll, we'll turn It'll be an exciting, <laughs> exciting decade. Yeah, we're gonna turn 30 this decade. Uh. Yeah, it's gonna be rough. <laughs> Maybe this will be a rough decade. We'll find out. No, but it's going to be a good one. It's you got to put out positive vibes. Yeah. Anyways, well, before we give our recommended ones, do you have like a personal um, New Year's re- resolution? Yeah. Do you do, do you get into that? Not really. No. I I'd like to think this is probably an annoying thing to say, but I'd like to think that I like don't need <laughs> a new Are year. You above them. It's not that I'm above them, but like <laughs> I, I'm constantly making resolutions sure. for myself, and like so. I don't know that I need... I, I've never been huge on just, like... Yeah. Labels, labeling myself and yeah. doing things. But, but, like, I'd like to think every day I come up with some sort of resolution. Nice. That like, but who knows? Maybe I, should, maybe I should do some sort of New Year's resolution. I think you should. For me, I've decided that I'm going to... I have not seen an, another orchestra besides the Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra live. Uh. So I'm going to make a priority to go to another city. Come to one of my concerts. Sure. Yeah. And see another orchestra yeah. play live. It would be a very illuminating experience. I think cause, so. Because you'd, you'd get to see that every orchestra is different. I and have meant to for the longest time, just haven't gotten around to doing it. So well, I'm going to be doing that next year. That's and a perfect thing to resolve to do. Yes. Yeah. So I think for our listeners, perhaps you do the same. Or perhaps if you've not been to a concert live before. Yeah. Uh, Look out into your community and see what's there. You can get at in Indianapolis. You can get a ticket to the ISO for fifteen dollars. Yeah, starting at fifteen. So I think that's something that you can resolve to do. Yeah, listen to our podcast. Share it with your friends. Actually, when you're listening to to Christmas music, uh, jumping away from resolutions very quickly. Uh, maybe share it with the people that that you're spending the holiday with, um, yeah. and just listen together. That was one of mine, actually. Was, was it? We're jumping to the last one, which is a shameless plug. But tell three of your friends about attention. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's my that's my shameless plug resolution. But spread the word about attention to detail. But I have a couple other ones that I would suggest Please. for our listeners. And the first one I think is maybe the best one, and one that I'd actually. I'll do this myself. I would encourage you to do it, and I think it's a very good thing for all of our listeners mm. to aspire to do, which is to set aside 10 minutes, either every day or twice a week or whatever you want to do. I promise you, you have 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, this is one of the things about, I I still meditate occasionally. I, I meditated every year for like, I, every day for like a couple of years. Mm-hmm. One thing that you learn when you when you meditate, uh, even for 10 minutes a day, you have 10 minutes sure. in the day. Yeah. If you feel like you don't have 10 minutes in the day, there's probably something there that you probably should meditate because you have to figure out why you feel like you don't have 10 minutes in the day. Exactly. You know, it's one if of the most... If you don't have time to set aside 10 minutes in your day, yeah. then I think maybe your priorities are... 
Well, not and this to is shame, not yeah, to shame. And this is, I'm saying this more to myself than anyone. Right. Else. No, but that's and I mean people are really busy yeah. and they're uh, like but everyone wastes 10 minutes a day, mm. you know. And this is not to say, but this is a great way to not only not waste it but kind of relax yeah. and so anyways, the take 10 minutes a day or twice a week or whatever and listen to music, any sort of music. Preferably classical, but any sort of music, <laughs> with your eyes closed, and try hopefully some of our techniques that we've preached on this podcast. But really, use it as a time to activate your non-visual senses and especially your sense of hearing. So just take ten minutes a day and, or twice a week or whatever, and hone your hearing skills. Mm. You could do this for, you could also take five minutes a day for every non-visual sense and try to hone it. You know, you could take five minutes, if you've ever done um, kind of mindful eating, Mm. could just eat, take a bite of an apple and really pay attention to how it tastes for two minutes. But do that with your hearing and Try that. I think it's an excellent resolution, and I think I'm not going to try to claim that it will have any, like, wild, medically validated benefits for you or anything. But this kind of mindfulness, routine, attention to detail, it can really improve your focus. Mm-hmm. It, can, it can help you relax. It can, um, you know, it, it, it can uh, help you kind of... Get your priorities straight, like we've said, and I, I think it's actually a really, really valuable thing to do. Sure. Yeah. So that's the that's the main one. That's what I hope all our listeners do. Take 10 minutes, or it can be 5 minutes, or it can be 30 minutes. Listen with your eyes closed. And it's not, you're not necessarily trying to listen for anything. Just listen attentively. Go back yeah. to our first episode and listen to our first episode. It's yeah. about just, just listening. The other one that I would suggest is to take a piece of music by a composer you've never listened to before, or it could even be a piece of more popular music or something in a genre that you would never consider touching with a 10-foot pole, and listen to it, again, attentively. If you want to do it with your eyes closed, that's fine. But take something that's totally out of your comfort zone that you would never normally listen to and listen to it. And just see... Try to strip away your preconceived biases. If it's a classical thing, maybe try to take some, like, really new contemporary, listen to, like, I mean, Schoenberg is not new, but listen to some Schoenberg or some Webern or some modern composer um, that you find. And try to suspend your preconceived notions and listen to it for for ten minutes and just see what it does for you. Because I think that's also, again, not trying to make any huge claims, but that's also a really important exercise. And if you practice that consistently as it relates to listening to music, I mean, think about the implications that something like that has for, you know, looking at people who are different from you and stripping away some preconceived notions about them. Yep. Not judging a book by its cover. You know, all these things are very valuable and important things for humans to do. Beyond this, yeah. Yeah, and so if you can take music and use it to push yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit, 
strip okay. away some of your biases, try that. Yeah, where do um, unfamiliar listeners go to discover composers like that? Like, yeah. should we, I'm wondering if we should, like, curate, like, a list for people to check out if, if they're yeah. unfamiliar. We'll throw like up a, a list. list. You know something. what, we'll throw up a list on our website. And that's our holiday gift to you, yeah. dear listener. <laughs> there you go, attention to detail pod.com. Yep. Um, we'll put a list of suggested potential things to listen to, but, you know, we live in a time where just Google classical composers, scroll through and find one that you've never seen before. Mm. Or Google, I mean, everyone knows the many, go on Apple Music and find a genre that is totally new to you. Yeah, have fun. Go, Go down a rabbit hole. Yeah, exactly. And really... I think you'll find, like, it's not it's not going to be an unpleasurable experience. For me, this would be, I don't mean to knock, but, like, country music. I For me, it's like, let me stay away from country music with a with a 10-foot pole. But I'm going to do this with country music. You just, should. Just listen to a country I'll give song. you a recommendation list. Please do. Okay. Well, I lived in Texas for a year, and I had some friends there who really uh, <laughs> tried to educate me in, okay. in country music, but didn't work so no. far. But that's my New Year's resolution, I think. Nice. Try out country music. Try out music. country music. I think, I think there's some stuff that you might enjoy. I bet there is. Yeah. I bet there is. All right. We'll wrap it there. Have Thanks an so excellent much. holiday. Yes. yes, you as well. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Happy holidays. All right, and we'll see you in the new year. For more information about this podcast, you can find us at attentiontodetailpod.com, where you'll find a list of techniques presented in these episodes and a two-week program for starting your own listening practice. You can also find us on all of your favorite social media channels. We encourage you to follow us, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and if you enjoy the show, please give us a rating. We hope to see you soon at a concert.